Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. Red Men Originals podcast time. I'm Paul Machin. The man next to me on uh, the green short black t-shirt couch is Chris Pajak. <laughs> uh, and over on the pink leggings, black top couch, Steve didn't get the memo. Uh, <laughs> Chloe Bloxham and Steve Hoare. Um, we're going to be talking. For anyone uh, listening, yes, Steve's wearing the pink leggings. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify that, we've got to be perfectly clear on that. In fact, if you, if you don't believe us, come over to our YouTube channel and check it out. Um we're going to be talking about what's been going on with Liverpool. We're going to be talking transfers. Uh, we're going to catch up. We're going to be talking about the future of Sky commentary. Um, Trent playing for England uh, and the latest transfer rumours. And then in part two, we're going to be asking basically what's the plan? Um, what is going on? What are they doing? What are they, what are they thinking? Uh, and if anyone has got any clear ideas on that, please do feel free to let us know in the comments section. So that's what's oh, the plan for Liverpool, not what's the plan for the second part of the what's podcast? What's the plan? No, it's just in life, Chris. What's the plan? I'm not sure. You were writing the agenda. I'm just going to write what's happening. <laughs> what's happening? We'll see. We'll go from there. Um, yes, uh, let's, let's dive into it then. First and foremost, we were, probably, we were about to talk about it uh, off camera there, but yeah, Martin Tyler's leaving Sky. Get it! Peter Drury looks like he's been drafted. Double getting. Yeah. I, I do, it astounds me that Drury hasn't had, like, it doesn't basically work in this country. It's it's, it's absolutely baffling. Um, I did think, it was like, we had this conversation with me and my dad. It's like, he's gone, that's good, isn't it? Like, well, who's, who's out there? Who'd you get? You go and get Peter Drury. Yeah, you don't get the Robot Wars commentator. Yep. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> you God, get Peter does he still do? Does he? Yeah, he does all kinds of stuff, doesn't he? I think he's a, is he one of the match of the day commentators? Jonathan Pierce. I think so. Yes. Yeah. He's still be five live. Presumably. Um, he listen to five live oh. when the uh, the games on on the telly. Yeah, for the watch longs. Yeah. Can I ask the uh, people's opinions on Martin Tyler? Because I think him. you hate him. <laughs> you say hate him. Yeah. You're too young. This is I think that's I think I was I, was, I expected he's that response. He's never from been him. good since I've been alive. So just leave me alone. <laughs> At no point has he filled me. The, I well, like, I should have got to Jesus Christ, old man. But Jory has. Jory and his Right up he's filled yeah. me. Um, no, Martin Salah's just It's a gift from the heavens. I mean, he's a Jory. He'd commentate well. Yeah, Sorry. no. He, Martin Salah's not exciting at any moment of, like... And even that, like, uh, was, Anthony Martial goal against Liverpool, uh, it's just crap commentary. It's no, but he, all no, it's crap. But he, no, but he buzzed over that. Like, that was, I'm trying to work, I've been trying to work out mentally at what point his love for commentary died. 
And I wonder whether it was <laughs> midway through that Liverpool United game because he was absolutely creaming his pants over that. Because I'm trying to think, ben, does Benteke score after that? Because mm. it gets like, yeah, it gets absolutely zero spun. Scores one of the goals of the season. Um, and he reacted to it like Benteke just kicked the head off his cat. Into the Everyone, like, does a lot of Liverpool fans think he was anti-Liverpool? I just think he was crap by the end of it. He, he just looked like a fellow who just couldn't be arsed anymore. And fair enough, he'd been doing it for a long time. Yeah. You know, at some point, he probably does it worth it on you because at some point, you've seen everything. Because, like, the most iconic goal of Premier League history, his comedy makes it, the Aguero goal. His comedy makes the Aguero goal because mm. there is passion in his voice and there's a lot going on with it. I think he just got a bit hard by the end of it, a bit, bit tired of it all. He, he was... You know, it, it was. I mean, I'm quite lucky because most of the games I watch, I'm usually doing the watch along, so I don't really have to have it on. Um, but when you when you do yeah, some of it, it's a bit like mate. Like it isn't even like I don't know, not even like there's no insight to it or not. And like some people can be like quite what's the word like not too emotional, but they're giving you really good insight. He was giving you not, and he was boring and just did not. So it, I think it was a, it was a good, uh, good time from to go. He'd make a really exciting game. It, absolutely boring by his commentary and that's just how it was you'd be watching Manchester City v Liverpool an advert for the for the Premier League you know unbelievable Liverpool v Manchester United 7-0 you'll never see it ever again and he would literally drag it to the pits of hell with how boring it Jenny's was walked listening up, to him Jenny's walked up and pushed on a little bit of both that's the both that's usually the question. Yeah, isn't I think it? a little bit of both. I think he was really, really. He good. used to be boss. He was, he was absolutely brilliant. He used to I think Paul's right. The Premier yeah, League. there was a point where it just he fell out of love with it and, and whatnot, like, and then, and then I think he found it difficult to overcome his probable hatreds, um, and I think that's blindingly obvious as a Liverpool fan to to kind of get on to the fact that he doesn't like Liverpool. And he, he stopped hiding it. Yeah. You know, I, he stopped pretending. Maybe he just lost a little bit of love in his life when Andy Gray turned out to be a, a really, really horrendous misogynist. Uh, maybe that was maybe that never was what recovered. it was. was yeah, never yeah. quite recovered from losing Andy Gray. Because you won't you you won't have even watched footy, will you, Chloe? It was keys and No. Keys I've and seen a clip where he starts talking about women though in the yeah. uh, crowd. Great. Yeah, not great. Um To be yeah. fair though, Martin Tyler had a fair, you know, a, a big moment a couple of years ago when he compared Hillsborough to hooliganism mm. um, and, you know, didn't get called out for that really, had to apologise. Aside from that, was back on the footy the next week, back on Liverpool the next week. I just, Aguero is the only moment that I can think of where I've actually been excited during a game of football due to the commentary. And like I've mentioned before, thank God I'm usually in a stadium and don't is, it's not about I mean look, commentary commentators tell us are there to tell the story and again I think he's just got I think he's just gotten a bit bored with it as he's gone on. It happens to all commentators like John Motson had still had a fantastic voice for it, but his references became dated and he became a little bit just uh, too nerdy for it all, you know what I mean? Whereas you look at someone like uh, Clive Tildesley, he's had a bit of a renaissance, hasn't he, on talk sports in the last in the last couple of years? It's an odd, it's really it's an odd. He just feel, feels like someone who's just gone been going through the motions for you, like Mark Lawrence. Some people who say, "Oh, you know, it's a uh, it's political correctness or whatever." Moving on, old white men from it, but it's like it is a bit of that, mate. But also, you did sound a little bit like if you got that auntie who hates football trying to talk about a bit of football that she was forced to watch. That's what Mark Lawrence and Sandra like doing co-coms. Like, so Tyler Def had a bit of that. But we'll always have Olympiacos. That's the one for me, is that, you know, lovely cushioned header. And I know Andy Gray then takes it up a, takes it up a notch. But, like, he had some boss. 
some boss boss moments. But Is that when he actually used to not mind us as a football club? Or I think he just gave a fuck about footy in general. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think honestly. I think people. Got, I think he just got bored of it, and it was mm. it'd be, fair enough. The last five years, he's it's been, been it's been tough. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh. and my memory doesn't really go past the five years. That's just happened, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's got a favourite, uh, if anyone's got a favourite um, moment, then let us know in the comments. But yeah, for me, Olympiacos, that was like a. You take the moments and you let and you let the moment breathe and you add a little bit to it and that's what actually Peter Drury's boss is doing. He says he reacts excitedly, then shuts up for thirty seconds, lets all the crowd noise come through, then thinks of what like absolute like poetry. heavenly poetry is going to drop yeah. See, on the I watching public. Don't know if we need that. Don't know if we need it. What? I, I don't know if we need it. I like Drury because like usually when we get him, it's a big game. Like you're there, like the remember the Barcelona Rome one, like that was really good. I don't know if like if Luton score against like fucking Sheffield United on a Tuesday night, if we need Peter Drury reciting a fucking It's poem. glorious. It's Luton. It's Ta- magic. It's lovely Luton. They've done it again. I can't yeah, like just I, I don't think we need that. Uh-huh. I, 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 oh, like, I'm all in on that. No, yeah, no, I'm all in on that nah, all day, man, every day. It's, it's gonna it's gonna get on my nerves it's pretty quick if that's more... the case. This is coming from a man who like Mario Balotelli's fucking goal celebrations. The, there used to be footy the, games. Like... No celebrations because just scoring a goal is a job. No, 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 the opposite. The opposite. I think he I think Rory is a bit like a cheesecake in that it's boss in small portions, but if you eat the old cheesecake, you feel you feel a bit sick. No, I, I, I worry that we're going to get too sure. much Drory, and like, and, and it's gonna it's gonna piss me off. Oh, I'm barely. It's one all against Sheffield United. I can't down Pete. No, I, I don't think we need you. it. I don't think we need it. I, oh, you're so wrong. For someone who watches literally every prim- every footy game that you can possibly watch, even the most boring of footy games, like you can switch off. You can go on your phone. He would make me not switch off. I was about to say, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd ever watch any other footy games. I might not be the only. Oh, see, no, I would, 100%. There you go. Drawing okay. McCoist. Now he I'd watch every game. I fucking love Because he loves, he I loves football. Yeah. He's not like a twat about it. It's like every ex-footballer loads the fact that other lads get to play football and, and they get, can't and anymore. Get way more and money get way them. more money. And they hate it. They hate every aspect of it, apart from the obvious ones. Carragher loves it and he loves the he just loves poking and loves the fume and loves winding people up and stuff. Um Neville loves it for obvious like political reasons and obviously all the mega money that he's getting off the sides of it. But Annie McCoy's genuinely just like, yeah. Like, you know, you said, well, you know, we've got a footy game going on. Oh, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to come and talk about it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He would. He would go and do like an award ceremony for every local kids team if you'd asked them to. Guaranteed. Love Love it. Let's have more of them. Um, okay, anyway, more Liverpool stuff. Uh, Milner to Brighton confirmed. Leighton Clarkson to Aberdeen confirmed. Um, Milner, Chloe, we knew it was happening. Um, but, I mean, was there any little tinge of anything when you saw, it, saw the pictures of him? It doesn't all look right. Doesn't doesn't look right at all. Um, yeah, it it hurts just because he's going to another Premier League club. He deserves to be able to go to that Premier League club, um, but it'll hurt coming up against him because he'll put all feelings aside and he'll be smashing into us in the first five minutes. Do we hope? Field. Do we hope? Like uh, the odds of him scoring against us, and I've said it now. Um, would you would you want him to like? 
give it the beans against us? No, I'd rather he didn't. I think, what do you reckon, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. I'd fucking love him to I celebrate think, against us. I think, I think way less of him if he, if he didn't. I like the fact that his announcement video was like he was on a golf course or something. Like he, he clearly like interrupted yeah. his day. He clearly hadn't bothered. Like he tried for them and just got off, and then he realised you haven't done no media. Jet. Fuck. He's like in a, just in like a golf t-shirt, just desperate to get on the 18th or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't wait to go and bright and see another boss. Yeah. Got out hand. It is. It was very odd. Scene. It's mad because like he did used to play. He's played for like loads of teams. And yet I only ever think of him as a Liverpool player. Yeah. Like, you know, we've seen him for Newcastle and Leeds, uh, Villa City, and it's like, oh yeah, he was actually one of ours, and then he goes away and plays in another kit. It was quite jarring to see. I think it was the, f- the first thing I saw was Fabrizio Romano's expert photoshops that they that go that they do. <laughs> yeah. In the in the Softens kit. the blow that, doesn't it? Because you've already yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a spoiler. And uh, it, it it didn't sit well. But fair, fair play to him. Like he, I where, how much he's gonna play there, I don't know, but he's gonna um I I I've read something that he's going to be like captain him in Europe, like he'll be the one who takes them, like you know, when because it's the first trips into Europe, which makes a lot of sense for him. Him and Milana kind of knowing exactly what's what. Um, I don't know. Slower pace in Europe, him and Milana like rolling back the years. As I say, it's a bit like um, what's that move? The Expendables, is it when all the art, when all the like all the art superheroes come back to Europe? It's actually young and free. Get the get the old APs away to the to France or something. But listen. Which can be interesting when he plays against us because he is a whole heart of footballer. He will do. He will smash somebody. Absolutely, Honestly, first thing absolutely. I'm saying to any of the players: if James Milner's coming for you, jump, yeah. <laughs> jump out of the way because you know he's going to set the tempo for the entire game. We've seen it, you know, week in week out throughout his eight years at Liverpool. You know he's not going to hold back, and that's what we loved about him. Mm. So at eight years, I think it was at Liverpool. In the end, he, he is a Liverpool player. He, he always will yeah. be. I think everybody will see him now as a Liverpool player because of the trophies he's lifted and stuff for us. But he made no bones about it. He wanted to go and get more game time, and I respect that more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know there, there are lads that sit on your bench forever, and it's just crap. You want to see them. You and he's thirty-seven years old or whatever, about to turn thirty-eight. Is it this season? And he still wants to play football at the highest level. Respect that. That's box. The other thing is, is when you said, you know, would you like him if he celebrated against you? No. The reason he celebrated against Manchester City was because they booed him. Yeah. As soon as he walked on the pitch, as soon as his name got announced anyway, he was booed by a club where he'd gave everything for. He will not be booed at Anfield no, when no, his no. name gets read out. Therefore, I don't want him to. I, I'd he like him a- to come out and announce ahead of time. Go right, listen, listen, guys. I, if I score for Brighton, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, they're my club now, you know. And I, I think most people are going, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, fill, fill your boots, lad. Do I'm fine with do. anyone celebrating any goal. Yeah, it's, it's not a problem. He's a Leeds fan, and he come out and he said, look, they've got a special place in my heart, Liverpool, and all that. Yeah, I'm Leeds through and through. But, but I'm Leeds uh, through and through. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with celebrating against an old side. Yeah. You're being paid to do a job. You obviously enjoy doing your job, and if you score, you'll be enjoying that. Celebrate I... it. Don't be a tit about it. Don't run up to the the cop and celebrate in front of the cop like you're a maniac. Have a little fish bump, goal, bang, let's yeah, get on with it. We're not looking for a Adebayor style exactly, full length yeah. of the pitch. He does that, he'll like... get booed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I think I'd, I might respect him more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate him at the time, but like, fair, fair play. Yeah, I, he needs a fucking bleed test celebration, Milner Dunn, that's yeah. what he needs. Pulls, the, pulls his t-shirt when he's got an FSG out t-shirt vest oh. on underneath, like, you know, he and celebrates like that. Yeah, that, that, uh, that picture with John Emery with the, uh, with the, with the line through it, that they all use the cartoon. Yeah, with him outside of the fucking cross, <laughs> Um Leighton Clarkson's Aberdeen, fine. It's a shame that we haven't really got more to say about him. I think it looks like he had a good loan spell. Um, and, you know, Aberdeen wanted him back and, and, and fair play to him. He has a good career. Um, I'll back to that quick. I think that just, that's what a good academy should do. Yeah. 
Your players don't just get released and end up playing non-league. You, you sell your players who are we're never going to play. But I think that shows the strength of your academy. If you can produce players who are the team, you know, going have professional careers. And ideally, for every Trent and Curtis Jones, you need like 10, 15 lads who just go up, dots about the Premier League or other leagues. And I think Liverpool are starting to get there. There's loads of players now. You, you can watch a lot of games in the Championship or Scotland or whatever, and there's a couple of Liverpool players. Yeah. Ex-academy products, I think. I think that's a, a positive for the academy because... I'll, you didn't really get that. Like United had it for years. All the, the lower ends of the Premier League and Championship was just full of lads who'd come through United and not quite made. I think it's. I think that's a positive. If you, you know, Ryan Kent's just gone to Turkey, uh, you know, not to get his teeth done. He's literally going to go and play. He might. I mean, he might while he's yeah, there. Quite there. I mean, yeah. when in Rome and all that. But like, I, I do think that's a positive. It just shows like the. You know, I, I, I listen. Aberdeen, are, uh, Scottish Premier League side who about to play in Europe and they wanted yeah. and I, I hadn't played I think that's a positive well, Can yeah. I take us on a tangent for a second do you mind I've got a little story from when we went out on Friday night okay. it's tangentially linked because you, I think you said the word Aberdeen um, <laughs> so um, we're now having a few drinks with some fella and um, it, it turns out he was he's a football fan chatting to him about what we what we do and all that type of stuff and he's like oh yeah I was in Greece I got a mad story about this I said I was in Greece a few years ago right go ahead mate yes and he's like um I got chatting to someone, I'm a football fan, I'm an Aberdeen fan, and I, you know, I like Barnsley, I think it was, he said he liked us something in England. So he's chatting to us about this, and he's like, oh, right, right. The That's last, a kid thing, that, isn't it? I don't know what it is, right? Yeah. But anyway, the last the last night of his holiday in Greece, he, he got chatting to some fella, because PAOK are playing on the TV, I don't know how to say it. Can, can I call it Poke from now on? What, 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 Pauk. Pauk from now on, right? Or I'll just keep saying PAOK. Um, so they're, they're on the television, right? So he's watching them. And he starts chatting to some some fan, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and he said to him, um, "Who do you like?" He's like, "Oh, I like POK." Didn't like POK. Just said it to be nice and sort of continue the conversation and stuff. Anyway, he got himself into a web of deceit and lies. Unfortunately, he ended up spending the match with him, having a drink and all that. And the guy goes, "Oh, I work at POK. I'll get you there tomorrow morning before you go home. Half eleven. My flight mate, it's fine. I don't worry about it." He's like, "No, don't worry. I've already messaged them. They're going to open the grounds up." Eight o'clock, I'm going to come and pick you up from your hotel. I'm going to take you to the ground. So eight o'clock comes around on the day he's fucking leaving his holiday. He said he never slept. He was up all night fucking <laughs> researching PAOK, <laughs> the greatest goals, the league titles, all this type of stuff. He said he was fucking wired. He didn't know why he was doing it. Anyway, they take him to PAOK. Next thing, he's being fucking interviewed by the club and they've got the official photographer there and all this type of stuff, right? And he's going and he's just, he's completely trapped in this lie now. And, but at least he's done his fucking research. So then he goes, they wrote a fucking article. You can see that there. P-O-K, F-C. Can you bring it up for us if I send you the link? Yeah, not, right? uh, no. It's it's glorious, mate, honestly. I mean, I just don't have a way of putting it. What are you going to send it to me by? WhatsApp, okay. Uh, P-A-O-K, F-C, and then just type in Aberdeen fan, uh, and you'll be able to get it up, right? And the start of this article is one of the most glorious paragraphs you're okay, ever gonna write. So this is this is now a photograph of him. We got it KFC. From Aberdeen, he's lived in many different parts of Great Britain, has watched some of the biggest clubs in the world in action as a football lover, but as a fan, he has eyes only for PAOK. He's following the activity of the double-headed eagle and his wishes to attend a match <laughs> in packed Toomba Stadium. This is the story of Peter, a PAOK fan from Scotland. Right, read the first line of the next paragraph. The hero of our story was born in 1962 right. in Aberdeen. And this fucking is a 
big arse article about how as much he loves the club and all this type of stuff. And I was wetting myself. Like, they've got photos of him on the pitch and all kinds this of stuff. This is brilliant. Though. And they just left him. He ended up having to get, like, an Uber or something to the air, to the airport. Look, he doesn't even like them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me mate's ma. His bed. <laughs> And he's got no idea. He's kind of even like them. He just started having a drink with them. I was like, yeah, like PAO. Okay. That's brilliant. Oh dear. Well, there you go. Be said he was PAO. Not okay. Not okay. No. Um, right. Great story, so, that. So, so let's 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 let's. Sorry, Leighton Clarkson. That was well better. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with the greatest apologies to Leighton Clarkson, has moved to Aberdeen. Uh, right. Yeah, I mentioned this on Twitter. I've been away. Yeah, I've not really had a, a, a fair mile on what's been going on in, out of Liverpool. Steve, what's happening with Kone and what's happening with Tehran? Are we signing them? Sorry, who? Tehran. Why do we have three different ways of saying it? Don't, Chloe, don't start. Okay. It's Tehran, but I'm Scouse, so it's Tehran. I'm, I'm just going to say Tehran. 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 Anyway, um, Steve, how do you say pound? <laughs> how do you say pound? pound. How, do you say, how does Chloe say pound? Libs. Libs. <laughs> what? Sure. <laughs> Oh, well, but yeah, fucking hell, sorry. <laughs> That's pathetic. Um, <laughs> Was you not here for that earlier? Uh, apparently not. Good I mean, mate, it's I mean, a moment none of us in the office will ever forget, so, it yeah. Was good. Libs. Libs. Okay, sound, yeah. But not kinks. Not, not kinks, kinks for kilograms. No. Stunt for stone. Or Oz. Oz. No, anyway, it's fine. No. Um, Sims. I don't think we're signing Cole. I think we probably are signing to Ram. There you go. Um, I agree I, with that. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that I think they were looking at one or the other and I've always sort of thought that which is really mad because they are completely different players but if it, people well they are literally different guys yeah, yeah. Uh, they are both French maybe that's the similarities and footballers um, it feels like the Tram stuff is more advanced than when I hate saying that but like I had a weird thing with him because I watched, I did the inevitable and watched YouTube highlight compilations. And the first one I watched of each, I was like, "Who is this? Who is he? Tiram? And what are we? What are we doing? Looking at him? What is the? What is the point of this?" It was, it was clearly like a defensive attributes one, and that's why I, I immediately am like, "That's clearly what we're buying him for." Because then I watched the Manu Kone one, and he looks like an absolute god of football, dribbly genius, going past everyone for fun. But then I watched, and then I, but I hit all the analysis was like, no, he's, you know, he's been playing off the left of midfield. He's more box to box. We were attacking. I was like, I did not see this from this, this at all. And then I watched another one. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's actually, he doesn't mind carrying the ball, does he? But it's, I think it's that. I think it looks like an inevitable knock-on thing, doesn't it? Of we need, we we, we want big lads in our and team. legs don't like yeah. ability to run. Yeah, is, is, is the key. What's interesting, Paul, is that there was a lot of news about like Liverpool definitely want Freeman Fields, and it's starting to you're hearing bits about one more and maybe a third that he can get. Said it. this freaking two weeks ago, and he's right. No, he's definitely going to three. I still think they need three, and I think that in the market, but I think they are. Definitely going to get another one, and then if they can get a third, I think that's wrong. I don't think that's what they should be doing. But it feels like they're going to probably get to Ram and then try and maybe get a Gravenberg or yeah. someone else. Well, look at the risk of at the risk of treading on the next part because I think it's a really interesting thing. If I just spin this out on what they what they're going to be doing, we'll save that for now. Um, but it does look. I mean, the Ram's the only one at the moment that looks even remotely close to being. You know, in, in line. If that got done this week, you wouldn't. I guess you wouldn't bat any eyelids. Whereas any other one, if that happened in the next twenty four, forty eight hours, even someone like Gavinberg or whatever, I'd feel quite surprised by that. It doesn't feel like anything's that that advanced. Um, 
Eze was one that come out. You pointed this out to us the other day, over the weekend. Um, I mean, Liverpool, is it it monitoring him or something like that or asking about his situation or whatever? I wish to be kept informed. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's brilliant. He's he's so good. Where's he play? He's a, he's a wide forward. Is he? Is he like mostly played in attack and mid for like Crystal Palace, like centrally? Tennis. Yeah. He's so good. He's unbelievable. But yeah, uh, it, it feels. See, it's mad because if he was playing for a, in another country, a player who's like, like 24 years old and has just made his international debut and is starting to go on that, be like, yeah, that make, he makes perfect sense for Liverpool because that's the type of the profile of player. It's just the fact that he plays in England, everyone's a, a bit aware of him. But. It feels to me like every all the top six sides would want him. I think he could go anywhere, and there'll be a, if he if Palace decides to sell, then it could be a battle for him. But they're about to lose Wilfred Zaha for nothing. It's like are they really willing to lose Zaha and Eze? For I mean, don't, they haven't got a manager yet. That's a that's a difficult one. You I mean you you would think that they would do I, I, what Dortmund did when they done Haaland and then they did Bellingham. I mean, not the same level of player, but you get me. You can't let two of them go at the same time. Yeah. I think that would be all from Palace, but I think at some point he's going to move to a he's a Champions League level player. I'd like to hope. I I think he'd be amazing for us. I could put him in. I think you put him in not one of those two number eight roles. I think he'd be brilliant. I, I think his point spot on as well because just to, just to corroborate what was said there from his position, he played last season. He played eleven games in attack and mid, eleven centre mid, eleven as left wing, three as left midfield, and again it starts to feel more and more like that's the kind of thing that. They're after, isn't it? Is a lad who can go, who can go. Okay, we're saying we'll play him. We'll play him in midfield if we have to. We'll play him in a more attacking situation. And again, if you need to play him in the in the front in the front line, then sounds. I am. Um, Chloe, what do you think? As a fan, yeah, big as a fan. Um, I remember when he first burst on the scene. Um, obviously before the horrific injury that he had, and I was like, wow, what a player Crystal Palace have got here. Um, he can do it all. He can score from outside the box. He's got really good link up play. Um, he's got a little bit of burst of pace to, to get past. He carries the ball really well. Um, and. It was unfortunate at the fact that he'd he'd got called up to England and then he did like his ACL or something, and it was as a as a just a, a lover of football. I was worried for him because it's a massive injury at a really young age. It was the training ground, wasn't it? Like I think it was one of those. Yeah, a really, like a, a really bad one. Um, and it's it's always a worry of how he'll come back. But he seems, you know, as he has came back, he he got the he finally played for England the other day. Um. But he's came back and he's done quite well. I'd still be a little bit worried on the injury front just because I am now always worried about injuries. But he's an absolute superstar. And if he played for us, I think he'd be boss. He's been on the radar for me for a long time because his game's all cut. Because yeah. obviously when he was playing at QPR, he was talking him up big time. Yeah. So you sort of end up looking for a, looking at him and stuff like that, don't you? And I can see why Jürgen would be interested because of the versatility and stuff. Um, I... I I don't think it's. I don't think there's that much in it to be honest. I, I don't know why why that is, because he kind of ticks all the boxes, but it, it feels like he's left hand side, and I think we've kind of got the left hand side covered. Unless he moves McAllister maybe to the right hand side or something, you know mm. what I mean? Or or maybe they're thinking he can move to the right hand side. Um, but just based on where he's played, I think we're kind of stocked over that side of the field. I think I might be wrong. I think they're getting to a point with the contract as well where they might have to do something to him, whether they pay him. Or sell him because they are about to lose Wilfred Zaha half and off because they they paid him and then they couldn't get rid of him. I think that's the thing for Eze. He's probably just seen Zaha get. And I mean this with the greatest respect to Crystal Palace. Like 
he kind of got himself trapped there a little bit. He signed that big deal. Yeah. Fifth player, he was on 100 grand a week and he signed the contract, but then he couldn't get out. Yeah. And there was, you know, Arsenal wants them and Palace held all the cards. It was like, why are we selling you? Unless there's big money involved. And I do wonder with Eze if it's a case of like, if he does put pen to paper, that, unless there's like, a, again, the release, unless you can get a release clause involved, because my thinking is, and it's what Chloe said, I do wonder if, the, if teams would like to have another look at him for a year. Because yeah. he had his year and then he missed the, pretty much an entire campaign with, with a, a really bad knee injury, then starts coming back. I think Gareth Southgate called him up almost like a reward yeah. for like, we, we were going to have you in the Euros around yeah. and then you got the injury. So I wonder if teams are going to, maybe it might be, it might be one that's like a January move for somebody. Yeah. But if I'm him, I, I mean, if I'm advising, I'll be saying, mate, do, do not sign that contract and fire, just see what comes with because you, you don't want to end up getting yourself he, trapped in a contract that you can't get out of. It just feels like a, a it's a, an, a bonus bit of business for us. You know, it, it, does, right there. it does feel like, I'll be honest, it feels like a very Liverpool 10 to 15 years ago kind of sign is my is my general thing because I think he's really, really good. But it's, we need English players in the squad and there's, there's a little bit of that. Of This is the kind of thing Man City do and Chelsea do. Where if he's clearly good enough to play at the, in the Premier League level, so he's got that experience, he, he knows the pace of the game, all that kind of stuff. But he's not so good that you can't. You've got to play him, and you've got to have him in your team, and all that kind of stuff. You can have him in; he'll fit in. He'll be, you know, you'd imagine he's got the right mentality, particularly coming back after that, that knee injury, and to have as good a season last year as he did. He'll probably fit in with the right with the character of the squad or whatever, yeah. And if he doesn't play, he's done a year or two at Liverpool. It's not going to harm his career any by by doing that. And then there'll be no shortage of suitors down the line as well. I think he's better. I think he probably will play. You know, I think he, I think he will get in the team if, if it was. I think in, in midfield, one of those eight. I think he could play. Um, I also think it's important to know, like Jürgen's no dickheads policy. He fits that to a T. Like if you just Google as I am, don't need to do now. Like. All the stuff that he's done. Well, he did a Sky Sports thing on him about three or four years ago. I think it might have, it might have been when he first moved to Palace and what he'd done for his community and stuff like. He, he, he delivers like he was delivering shopping in lockdown and he was doing the food banks like he still does it anonymous. Like he didn't want to be found, but someone mentioned, but he was like he kept it on the download kind of thing. So I think he also fits like the, the good guy thing. I know a few people who've come across him, work with him, or met him, and he say like he's an absolute diamond of a fella. And that, that, that is important to Liverpool. Liverpool have got the, the, the policy for a reason. Like they don't want knobheads. So whether they sign him, I think I think he might move this summer for somewhere. It might be further down the line. But like, Palace, Palace you haven't got a manager. So yeah. if, if you're trying to attack the manager, the last thing you want to walk into is a team who are trying to get rid of all your best players. It might be a while where they get there and then see what's what. He, he feels very spares. Crystal Palace, not Crystal Palace because he's there. What the perfect like, analysis? Like. Uh, he feels very spares. Aston Villa, that kind of, that kind better, of. He's better. I mean, yeah. I think I would Newcastle. I think would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I think Man United would have him. I think that makes sense as well. I think I think he is really, really talented. Uh, every maybe maybe not Man City because they're because they're just my gut saying. I, I I think he's really good, like you do. My gut saying Liverpool don't buy him for full whack. And if he becomes available at a decent price where they feel like they're getting good business, that's when Liverpool enter it. But he's not one of their top targets. What would you say? Mm-hmm. What, would, what would you all say was de- a decent price? Do you think Liverpool pushed the button on, on an Eze? 35. Oh, way more. 60. 50. Fuck off. Honestly, I think he's brilliant. I, I think I I think 30 to 35. I don't think you're going to get him. You just won't get him. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I just don't... I, I don't see that he's a 50 to... I don't. Sixty-five one million pounds. I think, sorry, I think that's what Palace would want, okay. and, I, and I and I think someone will pay it. Got to, like that's the thing now is that, and I, again, I apologies. So like, I had Neil Jones on the show this morning on Journal Insights, and he said like, 
the Newcastle Saudi Arabia thing, separate by the way, not the same club. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Newcastle yeah, and Saudi Arabia. There's two more for Premier League players. There's two other markets who are willing to inflate prices. Look what Chelsea are doing now. They're flogging essentially Deadwood off to, to Saudi Arabia to help them out with the FFP stuff. Clever, but it's a, it's a thing. And like Liverpool, Newcastle wants to add in for Tram as well. Like there's another big fish now. I, I said like ten years ago, wouldn't it be a conversation? He's from Liverpool. But Newcastle are in the Champions League. They are paying big money and they, they're backed with you know, unlimited wealth per se. So I think someone would pay. It feels like the type of signing like, Newcastle would make because it's not quite the absolute... It's not going out and buying Rubinho like Manchester City did, but it's buying like your Zabaletas and your companies and, and really strong players who you then develop. Because Newcastle aren't in a position yet. Like, you know, just talking like the Neymar stuff, that's just mad. But you, I think that there's a level of player where you you can go and get get into. So we we we're used to battling with United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham for players. Newcastle is definitely a thing now, and that does probably add on five to ten million because there will be a Newcastle tax on all these players. Yeah. If, if they got on the phone to Palace, yeah, sound fifty. That's when I think Liverpool don't enter them though. That's why because yeah. I yeah, just yeah, think they're just not beholden to going for that. No, I understand. It's as much actually. I think about what wages. That's what Newcastle conversation is going to be interesting. What are they? What are they paying? Yeah. Like it's not about the fees. Fees people get lost in transfer fees, but they're not that important. It's what you're paying your guy on a on a week to week basis. That's where you get blown out the water. And again, we had there's been lots of conversations around the Bellingham stuff, of course. But you know, I the stuff I heard about it was just. He's going into Real. He's at nineteen, going into Real Madrid at most salary level wages. Well, Liverpool are just never are not that football club, and are never going to be that football club. Whereas Newcastle's and Manchester United's and Real Madrid's and PSG's and Man City's, that's where the that's where the money goes. You know, City had that for years of going. Well, we're not breaking world records for footballers. They are now, but we, you know, we're not doing that. It's like yeah, but you're playing a right back that's never played a never played a game. You're paying him 150 grand a week just to be at your just to be at your footy club. So that's where Newcastle will be an interesting thing. But I wanted to we'll do a big chat about them on the um, Bias Football Pod. We've had a super chat from Brett uh, David Brett Smith. Says uh, Chiram is a monster. I would offer money plus Fabio Carvalho on loan for Eze. Do you think the nice owner could be a stumbling nice. block selling to us? I'm <laughs> nice. oh, sorry, yeah. If <laughs> you should capitalize, that's why we capitalize nouns. Um, the um, yeah, the, yeah, the nice owner. Yeah, Parish. Um, no, if he's pretty, if I give me yeah, Jim, yeah, yeah. Jim Radcliffe, he's a nice fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the niece owner could be a stumbling block sellers. Yeah, but yeah, potentially. Um, well, what it means is niece to be on. Like, they don't have to sell. Yeah, they don't. They're not skins. I mean, they're backed by a very, very rich man. Now they're a bit of a shambles, and I think that, I think that if the player wants to go, they probably there's probably a deal to be done there. On the yeah, they, I mean, like, that's what they're probably relying on, though, aren't they? They're probably relying on those players wanting to go to yeah. Liverpool and mm-hmm. making it difficult for the club, and that's the exact way that Liverpool have to do things right at the moment. Because yeah. it, what you do if you're the if you're the club buying and the player says you don't get into a bidding war, and Liverpool don't want bidding wars, they want the players to turn around to the football club and go, "I want to go to Liverpool," so you're gonna to have to deal with deal with them, mate. Yeah. And that's how they keep their prices down. Because as soon as you get into a bidding war with Newcastle, you're not winning it anyway. I think on the edge, I think. It feels to me like a lot of other chips have to fall to see who ends up where, and then someone's going to be left near the midfielder. It might be us, it might be Newcastle, it might be Spurs. Like, you know, there's Madison's and there's Declan Rice and there's Neves is going to Saudi Arabia. I think there's a lot of deals that are going to happen, and then that'll free up money for players and spaces. Yeah. So if he's going to go, I think that could be somewhere, it might be late on. But I, 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 to go back to Chloe's point, I do wonder if the side's thinking, you know what, give him six months at Crystal Palace to get the knee, get him playing footy again. And then it's a January or a next summer type of thing for someone that that yeah. feels like it might be. Different. I don't see him at Liverpool. 
I just don't. I feel like every other club that's been linked with them would go in for them before we would. And that's on price. It's also on the fact of, you know, I, I, it just doesn't seem like a player Liverpool are after right now. It's clear that Taram is a priority. And then after then, you've got people who are quite similar to each other. I mean, I keep bringing it up, but Jude Bellingham to Ryan Gravenberch in terms of build and how they hold themselves two very drastic different players at this moment in time. Um, but you've got Kone, who's kind of more defensive. It felt like he is an or to Ram instead of and with to Ram. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that there's anyone who's up there with Eze aside from McAllister who's already been bought. It's, it's they're just stepping on again, stepping apart too. But the plan thing, you're right. I, it's what are Liverpool doing? We haven't really considered too much of Liverpool's outs and how that impacts business in a week or two or a, or a, or a month from now. Uh, Neil O'Callaghan, uh, everyone can agree that this summer is the biggest in terms of transfers. LFC need at least quality, not bargain basement, two mids and a centre-back slash right-back, anything short of that, and we all need to question FSG. I think that's spot on. Um, is, that, right. sorry, is that two more or two? I think in total, I think. Yeah. I think he means two more. I think he means two more, because that's what I want. Yeah. I think to- I think we all I think we all want probably two more. I think, you know, what I was saying a couple of weeks ago is that, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they sorted another midfielder then went to the centre-back, even though they're now not being yeah. linked with yeah. centre-backs, and then went back for something towards the end of the transfer window when the merry-go-rounds stopped and yeah. you sort of... But it, I know we're going to talk about this. It very much feels like Liverpool have got a flowchart at the moment. Yes, Shiram. No, Shiram. Yeah. And then what happens then? This. And then, OK, yes to this guy, no to this guy. Right, that midfielder's like him. So we go to this midfielder and it's all just moving part at the moment. I mean, Neil... It's can, so hard to work out what the plan is. Oh, yeah. Neil can probably tell us in the comments. But uh, my reading of it is, <laughs> at least, is at least quality. And I agree with that. I think Liverpool need two quality... I think a third can be a... You can take a punt on a third. I don't think Liverpool are going to buy three walk into your first team, I would suspect or more but you know kind of whatever the, the on, problem we've quickly. got is is you've got Harvey Elliott Stefan Bajetic and Curtis Jones who are all under 22 and then you've got Thiago Henderson Fabinho at all 30 plus it's like you need the middle park we've got McAllister there's one and I think we need at least another one you can maybe go and get another player who's you know this diamond in the rough you can build up but you've already got three players there they were trying to fit into this squad yeah absolutely um, right let's do quickly Trent uh, played in midfield for England uh, albeit against Malta let's let's just get that out of the way before the comments dive in on that um, he was brilliant because he's got rave reviews as well it was great to hear you know given how much trouble he's had with England he had that very brief go in midfield a year ago with Southgate and he looked a bit lost if I'm being, if I'm being honest Um I just love I love watching him play football when he's in those areas of the, of the pitch. <laughs> just he, he, had a, he just had a boss time. Yeah, he's just quality, man. It, um, I'd be more interested in signing Saka for when Salah hangs up his boots at Liverpool, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. that's like, the, the understanding that those yeah. two seem to have. I mean, it's not difficult to break it down. Trent's got the ball, Saka runs in behind. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm here Honestly, for it all day. I've never seen anyone get on the bike. As soon as Trent got the ball, Saka was like, sad. Every single <laughs> yeah. time. Brilliant. And, but it's the way that he delivers it, isn't it? I mean, he's just... He just looks so effortless in the middle of the park now, and it might be because it was effortless against Malta. Hmm. Who knows? But he looked effortless at times during the Premier League season towards yeah, the end yeah. of it, where nothing seems. It, it's those little five-yard passes. It's the he plays a little pass off, and then he moves into some space, 
and he just sees where it is and then he, then he's available for the pass again and he'll turn and move the ball forward. He's got everything. Love the fact that we saw him in a, at a regular eight as well. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I think that's really important. First time I've seen him as a regular eight. So that, you know, that answers questions. Does Bellingham get back into the side? <laughs> is the next question. If Bellingham doesn't get into the side, does Trent become an ace for England? And have we actually got the better one after all of that? I'm sort of joking, That'll of course, but like idea. equally... It would be fucking hilarious, wouldn't it? I just it was great to great to see him playing with a freedom and a swagger and a, and a confidence that I've seen it happen to the over the years. And you will too. Liverpool players who were on the fringe and on the outs with England, and they come in like Fowler was a good example of this. He was any any if you play for any other nation, he'd have been the main man and scored a hundred goals and got a hundred odd caps for the for the country. But he played for England at a time where you had Shearer and Sheringham were absolutely casting gold for and then that, of course, yeah. And um Who wanted to be an England player. I, but every time these players and Ian Wright was a bit like this as well, it's like getting on the pitch and carrying the burden of trying to show that you're a good footballer. Trent actually just yeah, he just went in and just kind of played like he'd been playing it was a very and a goal as well very Stevie we've said that a few times in the back end of the season very Stevie like it's it's interesting because I, what I want to see him do it is against a team where you're under pressure to get the ball back a little bit there's no doubt getting sent to Alexander Arnold near the other team's goal against a team who are just not that good and we're going to sit back it's a no-brainer Liverpool could do that and if Liverpool are playing at home against Park the Bus side of course you could do it I, I think the reason Liverpool aren't doing it is because how much work Liverpool's number eight to do like a lot of it is without the ball and then a lot of it is getting the ball with your back to goal and turning. Like I want Trent in space. So that's why he was so good against Malta because he, he, he just picked up these pockets and all he had, he had the game in front of him and it was cross shot, fine soccer. That It was pretty pretty easy for, for lack of a better way. He makes it look outstanding. I think he wants to be a midfielder. I think his body language and his persona and all the comments he, he makes. fast. Every, he looks comments, fast as a midfield because yeah. he's not running and chasing like wingers. Yeah, yeah the fastest players on the pitch. Yeah, and, he's, and he's not run, t- turning around to go back. I think he would like to do it. I would love to see him again. In, in, uh, and if it's, if it's in England, whatever, like just got a game where he has to go and press and win the ball back because the reason Trent did what Liverpool did, what he did with him, is they had to get him on the ball in space with the entire game in front of him. So I don't think the way we play as eights, I don't think you're getting the best out of Alexander Arnold. I mean, our eights are facilitators for lack of a better word you know I mean the, the, Jones and will he be in this formation yeah well, in this though? new that's what I'm saying I don't know I still kind of I mean John Anderson was he was just he was just Trent fucking running wasn't he I mean, he had to do it again the other day by the way and so the Kieran Trippier but I don't know I, I, I think he was playing midfield for Liverpool I, I like him where deeper now could he be a six is a, is a question I don't know I think he probably could Um, and one who dictates the play that's why this it might just be what I think should happen. I just forget. We'll say ask him to go right back. I'd say we are still we'll play a back three, and you just you you're just in midfield with Fabinho. You don't have to worry about getting back there. Don't worry about it. We'll send someone else there to do that for you. It's the on the ball. It's undoubt. He is like he's up there with the best on the planet. It's a different level of footballer. It's something that is just like it's once in it's one generation. I know it's, it's hot phrase like that generational thing. It really is the level of talent that. It, he's got is out of this world so if I'm Klopp and um, Pep Linders and whoever else now the first thing my 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 first plan and forget everyone else who plays Liverpool it's the plan on part two my <laughs> first my first part my first thing I'm thinking about yeah. is where's Trent and then you build everything else around it and that's Absolutely. what I, I just don't think I don't think Southgate would do that 
Okay, cool. Um, Patrick, who's been a member for 28 months as a first team, has thoughts on Kyle Walker to Liverpool news. No, our, our, our Redmen family WhatsApp group was going a little bit nuts as we were starting there. I mean... I've not seen this. So Kyle Walker's been linked with us. Isn't he about 30? Yeah. That's the least of his problems. It, he's, it was in the mail, I think. Yeah, it was very much in the mail, yeah. Yeah. Um, he'd get he a got game. his PP out. <laughs> he, he did do that. He will get a game. Why would he come to us? Doesn't he hate us? Uh, listen, again, I'll say it like the other week. If we sign a Pavard, if we sign a Kyle Walker, it frees up the conversation that we've just had. Yeah. And that is well turned to midfield. Well, just on that, you know, the last point is. Plus, he's rapid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely rapid. Yeah, that solves a lot of issues. Uh, Calvin Ramsey obviously gone to Preston on loan, and I think that feeds into what we're going to do in, in, in the next part because. There's more. There's, are there more questions than answers from what we've seen of the transfer theory so far? Right, um, we're going to take a short break. We have people asking in the comments, why have we changed our avatars on YouTube and Twitter and all that kind of stuff? Well, because we're releasing the first and second episode of our Roberto Firmino three-part documentary series this Friday. Uh, there is a sensational trailer for it. Um, if you haven't seen it on our socials, then you can watch it here on YouTube right now. You could see he had ability, definitely. The most skillful number nine, Liverpool Vebran. He was part of one of the greatest teams Liverpool have ever put together. A legend forever. Gives everything for the fans and everything for the club. Everyone to a person said, I love Bobby Firmino. Great example of hard work, of dedication on and off the pitch. He's one of them players, he does a lot of things for the team that goes unnoticed. He's world class. At Hoffenheim has das gesehen, was es ist: ein Ausbildungsverein, ein kleiner Verein, der für ihn den nächsten Schritt ermöglicht für die Selesau, für einen größeren Verein. I knew sooner or later he will leave the club because he was definitely for something bigger. You, know, you fly across the world and all of a sudden we're signing this deal that would become incredible for the team. Mino had a quiet start at Liverpool. When Jurgen first came in, and seeing people don't realise how good he is. The confidence was there, he knew the manager backed him, trusted him. Bobby was the key that made that team work so well. Champions League, European Super Cup, Club World Cup, Premier League in the space of 13 months. He was right at the heart of, of everything. Part of the team that brought the title back, that team will never be forgotten. I'm going to be telling my kids and my grandkids about what Bobby Firmino did at Liverpool Football Club. It'd be a big miss for, for everyone. Hey, yes, episode one of Bobby Firmino, Best in the World, is available for free on our YouTube channel this Friday. Episode two will be streaming available exclusively on redmenplus.com and episode three. There we go. Um, as well, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Uh, I do highly recommend checking it out. If you're going to sit on the fence, watch episode one and decide if it's for you. Um, but if you know how good it is when we do this stuff, um, maybe if you watched the Henderson documentary previously, we've put, been putting that out for free actually on Redmen 2. So go and get a little sense of how good our documentaries are when we do them. Honestly, beyond, levels beyond anything else anyone in our industry does. Um, and yeah, there's a brand new one coming this week. Right, what's the plan? Um, and the question being, are we any closer to understanding cost plans for next season? Just to, just to spell the situation of where we're at, just to kind of put it, McAllister done, Ramsey out on loan, looks like Carvalho's going out, I don't think that's necessarily too important, but I think the, the McAllister thing and the Ramsey thing, Chris, I think are, McAllister answers a number of questions, and I, I did a video before I went on holiday, 
I think that was a, a, a brilliant first move in terms of if you're going to go and guarantee your first transfer, go and get that boxed off. That made perfect sense to me. Get that done because that eases the pressure all across the board of what Liverpool are trying to do this summer. You know, he's robust. He's top quality. He can play in basically any position in the midfield. Great. <laughs> Great. But the Ramsey stuff going out, I can't wrap my head around. I, I understand why in, in isolation, there's a young player. He's had loads of injury problems. He needs to go and play some football. That makes perfect sense. But we literally, that's now two effectively two guys who played right back for us last season who now are, are now not at the club for the start of the season, including Milner. Ah, I, I mean, we presume we're persistent with this formation that we played at the end of the season. We presume that. Seeing Trent play, as we mentioned, in an eight for England, only added fuel to the fire that why don't we just find a way to play him in midfield? But if we do that, we're going to need loads more right backs if that's the case. Where, where, where are you at with it all? Well, first off, the Calvin Ramsey stuff, sort of riffing off what you'd said there, he ain't going to get the game time up this season to improve, and, and we're not going to find anything out on the few minutes he's going to get here, there, and everywhere of how good he's going to be. And so I don't think you'd trust him. To be the backup if if Trent got injured, mm-hmm. for example, and and I don't so I, I think that's fine. Liverpool don't trust him. Great, understand that. You need to find another solution to the problem. If you don't trust him, what's the point in keeping him here when he can go and get game time and obviously improve and get back to the level that that he was at at his old club because he's never done it for us. Um, Liverpool need to sign a right back if that's the case, don't they? Or, or what's the plan for Jordan Henderson? Do we know if there's going to be a Milner-style role for Jordan this season. Is he okay with that? I'm, I'm sure they will have spoken to him about it. Like, I'm sure as soon as he said goodbye to Milner, kind of knew <laughs> what the answer to that question was going to be. Milner <laughs> just patted him on the cheek and laughed and walked yeah. off. Yeah. Enjoy it, mate. Yeah. Just don't they keep Costas because you'll be playing left-back as well if they don't. Um, so there's going to be... there's, there's the, I think there now has to be a defender coming into the, into the squad this summer. And f- for the first three weeks of... Uh, for the three weeks since the windows end, uh, sorry, the season has ended. I'm, I was thinking left sided, and now I'm thinking right sided. It's just, it's just completely flipped. Obviously, there was a tenuous link to Pavard. There's this now Kyle Walker thing, which has literally just been sprung on us. Um, it, it's not surprising. It's not surprising anyway, and I, I still don't know what the plan is. I think the plan is to stick with the formation that we played at the end of the season. I think the plan is for McAllister to play the left side of one of those eights. I think the plan is to get Choram through the door next, and then I think Liverpool will address the right back situation. See, I don't know. If we don't play right back, then you don't need to buy right backs. So that might be part of it. The, I think the Ramsey thing doesn't matter. We do play right back. His name's Trent. No, no, but what, what I'm saying is if, the, if, his, if his job is to stride into midfield with the ball, there's no one else you can buy who can do that. So you might it might be his backup, like what you said before. Like a Henderson or a Bacchetta. Your point is you're not buying else. a right-back to to understudy, a, a traditional right-back yeah. to understudy Kyle Trent. Kyle a, a right-back. There's no way he, we, Liverpool are going to ask him to stride into midfield and play the ball like he was doing with Alexander-Arnold. Well, not even stride. Just, sit. Just stand. Yeah, that just wasn't going to happen. So, like the days of like Liverpool having an Emmanuel Klein right-back just sat behind Alexander-Arnold. But I think when, gone. should the worst happen and Trent gets injured, you're playing a 4-3-3. Yeah, you are. See, I don't think... I, so you need a right-back. See, I don't know. See, I, that... If you if your system is so reliant on him doing that, that's a risk. I I do wonder. Again, I think Henderson. I think you mentioned Henderson, and I think Bacetic. I think they would be more likely to play right back, for example, than than Joe Gomez now. If he sticks with this type of formation, so that's why you're probably going by three midfielders. 
because Jordan Henderson slash Devin Pachet has become well if, if if Trent doesn't need a day off the team or whatever then we'll stick with what we're doing he won't be as good at it don't get me wrong because no one would be but I mean, poor Jordan's got no chance of legging it backwards sometimes. I mean, chasing these wingers would be fucked. But in games where you might be comfortable on the ball, I wonder if it's that because... the, the And I think Carval, you mentioned Carval, but I think it links into this, is that last summer's transfer window where we signed all those players, we don't, we're, not, we're not that team anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different thing. So there's no room for Fabio Carvalho and there's actually no room for a Calvin Ramsey. We don't, we don't play. Yeah. You know, Calvin Ramsey was the perfect backup right-back if you just wanted... A right back who got down the line, crossed it in. He was another Nico Williams. Wasn't yeah, exactly he? that that kind of thing, and we just don't have that no more. So it feels it feels to me like the the plan is to stick with the formation, and that be, that might be why it's three midfielders to to cover it. And I do think you're right. I do think we need a defender, but I I think but I think if, sorry, Chloe, you go you go next. But I, I, I do we need more defenders if this is the case. You know, do you need more centre back slash? Do you need another Joe? Definitely need at least another Joe Gomez because to, to Chris's point, I don't think you can hold a right back, a normal right back on the off chance that Trent gets yeah. injured. Do you need someone who can play set, who can play right sided centre half while you're waiting? For, you know, and hopefully that never that never comes around. Yeah, there's also a case of Canate's had far too many injuries in his Liverpool career so far. I can't rely on him. I just can't. I think he's world class. I think he could be one of the greatest centre backs in the future. But he, he can't stay in the team long enough. He's unbelievable when he's in it. Um, and if you're asking him to mop up for Trent, who does stand in the mid, then he's got a lot to do on that right-hand side. Um, so I would be a little bit worried about him, which is why ever since you know we started talking about who, who Liverpool need to buy, I've always thought you need a right-sided centre-back who can play right-back. I think you do need someone who can traditionally, traditionally play right-back as well because we saw the system break down against Aston Villa and I know we're in the early stages of it and more needs to be developed but there will become times in, in games where we need to change formation we need to do something differently because a team is stopping us and when you are up against the sides like City like Arsenal uh, potentially Manchester United come back Liverpool need every point that they can get and the best coaches are the coaches who are able to adapt in game Um. And I think we need to make sure we have some sort of backup plan because Liverpool will never be, have that, that. But wouldn't that just be Trent playing as a right back? But it, it it depends because I don't know whether that's where you utilise him. I think if you go to a four three three, play him on the right side of the midfield. If you can potentially do that, if he fits that number eight. The other thing, like you mentioned there, with the the midfielders and stuff, is what's happening with like Connor Bradley? Uh, is as he came back from Preston, he picked up every single Bolton. award that there was to win. Yeah, Jürgen Klopp praised him and said, you know, he's he's coming to pre-season with us. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know whether he's gone up the he's clearly gone up the pecking order in terms of over Calvin Ramsey. And, that might, and that it might be as simple as that in terms of the plan. You know, we're, we're maybe reading it too, too much and they're just looking going, well, Bradley's just done a full season in what League One for Bolton had a really good, really good time. There's probably not a load of minutes there for him, but you could keep him around the squad for a year while Calvin Ramsey goes and gets his legs back under him playing playing yeah. championship football, and then you make a call on them in a, a year in the future. It might it might be as simple as that. Um, but this is what I'm getting mean about the, the plan is that I, I'm having to try and find the bits that I can know yeah. and see if I can there's fathom no clues, it out from there's there. No, there's no clues yeah. because McAllister can play so many different positions that there's, there is no, you know, there, there isn't just, there's not, we could start next season with one of like four formations 
and Liverpool got the players for it, mm-hmm. and then that 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 will dictate what you need. I, I think I di- I think if you sign a centre back, I think it has to be left footed. I think Canate and Gomez are your right side too. Van Dijk's just in the middle all the time with Matip if you need him, and then on the left hand side you've got Robbo and I think a left side centre back. I wouldn't be shocked if they sold Tim Cash. I know the reports recently were that he won't. I wouldn't be shocked if they listen. I, I'd rather have back up left back be a left, someone who can play centre back. Yeah. You know, again, you go down the city and Nathan Ake kind of route. That that makes more sense to me. You've got you've got Gomez and Canate, and, and I listen. I'm not I'm not a huge Gomez fan, but I think I think we we are where we are at the moment. I don't think you can do too much. Matip and Van Dijk to play the middle, and then Robertson and whoever this guy are play the left because. I've, unless or they get they get to work on Costas and they say right we're doing loads on preseason where you're learning this maybe that but I, I just don't think that suits his, his strengths at all. Yeah. So I money... don't think you can do that. Sorry, with a an attacking left back, I don't think you can train him to be as Robertson was always defensively solid for me. He was just that also attacking outlet. I don't see that with Costas. Costas is my attacking outlet. I'd never picture him as a left, as slotting in as a left centre-back. Yeah, I think if money was no object, sorry, Paul, mm-hmm. I think you're looking at both. A yeah, right-sided centre-half yeah. and a left-sided centre-half and both of them can play the right-back or the left-back position. Yeah. And if there wasn't so much work to do this, this, this transfer window, that's the obvious thing. That's what Liverpool needs. But you're sort of like, you're changing the plan because you don't think Liverpool are going to have the budget to do everything they want yeah. to do. Yeah, I think there's a lot of... Uh, the more I look at it, and I did a, a bit of very, very top-line analysis just in terms of minutes. This is go back to refer to this video I did the other week on who played what last season. And that's why I think the McAllister thing was such a central... I call him like the, the keystone of what Liverpool are building this, this summer because... If you just get his minutes on the pitch that he played for Brighton last season, he's already replaced Milner, Cater, Oxlade Chamberlain, and he's uh, enough there to give Henderson 500 less minutes uh, on the season, which gets Henderson down to the minutes you kind of want. And technically, Thiago's around. You get to pick Thiago's 2,000 minutes as a result. Instead of playing him flat out for 10 games, he gets injured for 10. And then you bring him back in for another 10 and and so on and so forth. Um, I think that's... I, I would. I wonder about this, like the total numbers that we need. The more I look at it now, and again, in, with only the information we've got present and a little bit of digging that I've done, I think we need two nailed-on first-team midfielders. But I think if that's the case and go on this... I agree. I think we need two centre-halves. And I think it then maybe if you get one extra midfielder on top, so what the SA think, and maybe he's too good for this, who is a bit of a wild a wild punt, who's a bit of an outside, a bit of a random shout, who's maybe not got the level of experience that, you, that you're looking for. But that's cool. I, I always talk about like the Ryan Babble in the 2007 kind of summer. It's a bit like Julian Alvarez for City last year, as mentioned, where you've got your main guy, but you go and you go and understudy him quietly with someone who's got a bit of a bit of potential. But it's mad. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. And, and Chris, you've been keen to talk about this, but the under-21 Euro starts next week, this week. Gavin Birch, Kone, Teram, Lavia are all there. Vega is as well. Vega is there as well. Um, and even like obviously Jones and um, uh, Harvey oh, Elliott yeah. and stuff. That's going to be, a, it's going to be telling uh, all, uh, the vast majority of the lads we're linked with are all going away on international duty. So and nothing's going to happen, isn't it? And then yeah. we're all going to start losing our heads probably over that because, because of that. So yeah, it, I think if we're heading into a sort of fallow period of the transfer window already where we're just going to have to sit on our hands a little bit. And that's the annoying thing, really. And you know what? I've been sort of trying to think while we've been talking, and, and not just while we've been talking, but the last couple of days, really, about how Liverpool, if Trent's stationary, how the Liverpool get the formation that they've been playing. And you're not going to be surprised there, right? But I think the only way to do it is a 4 2 3 1. Um, and you'd obviously need the right back for that. McAllister would end up, in my head, McAllister would end up being in a pivot with Trent Alexander-Arnold because ultimately what you're getting down to is there's five defenders and five attackers. That's what we want. We want our three forwards and two midfielders. Now, McAllister's the perfect bridge player who, at the start of last season, played in a two with Caicedo at Brighton, ranked really highly in all the fucking statistics, um, second in, I think, ball recoveries only to Declan Rice in the entire league before the World Cup ended. It's something like, I think it was 169 ball recoveries or something like that. Played the second half of the season as an advanced eight or a 10 or whatever. You, 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 could he play alongside Trent Alexander-Arnold when you're in a defensive shape? Or when you're in an attacking shape? Could Trent sit at McAllister, join maybe somebody else, you, you, the, the, the three and the one, and then you've got your five. But the question then is, what what happens? If you we, lose the we, ball. We, well, yeah, we'll lose. We'll, <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is the thing. We're currently a three and a two. You'd almost need to stay in a four and a one unless Robbo went in alongside Trent Alexander-Arnold, and I'm not sure he's kind of the guy. So you kind of need a John Stones to do it that way around, I think, where he moves up into the middle of the park alongside Trent Alexander-Arnold. But the one thing with that formation that I've got to say, I've loved watching Liverpool do it. Transitions is where we've been shit in that formation as well. And I wouldn't say I'm particularly enamoured with the three at the back and the two with Fabinho and Trent mm-hmm. when they're in transition. 
when we get back into a four with tens at right back, we're okay at defending in those situations because everybody joins back in. But the transitions where Liverpool have been getting hurt, and right now, I don't see that this is helping us in any way. Like that's the thing that I'd have to stop if I was if I was Jurgen Klopp, I'd be looking at going, how do we get better in transition playing this formation? And I don't think we've got the players right now to get better. I think that you that's why that's why the door pivot with, with if it's Alexander Arnold and McAllister doesn't work because I think if McAllister goes, you've, it's not a, it's, it's Trent on his own in the middle, and I think he would struggle. I think Fabinho and Trent just about did all right with it at times. The interesting thing is Casey Jones just doesn't give the ball away. Like his stats just show is, is he just doesn't do that. Whoever's going to be playing in those number 10 slash 8 roles whatever you want to call them it's going to be such a challenge mate we need you to run loads press we want you to be really creative and try things but by the way you can't give the ball away because we're going to be fucked on the transitions that's almost like you're looking for unicorns so you are right It, it there's no but I wouldn't say Fabinho and Trent were great in the transitions anyway. Because ultimately they bypassed them. And Fabinho shacked anyway. They, 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 they bypassed them. Well, in transition, they just went over to Canate's that's, side. That's what you've got to do, And yeah. it doesn't matter who you've got in the centre of the park if they knock a long ball over the top. Yeah. That's why, that's why I that, go And that's why I'm it. saying a four and a one might work in that situation. Yeah. Because you've got a right back in situ who's not moving. You've got your you know, two centrals, you've got Robertson. Trent, all right, has to cover more ground. You've got more lads behind him. I do... I. I do. I think where we're at for now, I think Liverpool's bare minimum business will be one more in midfield. I think that'll be Chiram. And in that, then you've got McAllister can play either the, the attacking midfield slot. And and, a, and if you really want to play an uber attacking thing, you might maybe maybe place, replaces Fabinho um, in that. I think Chiram's being bought to replace Fabinho long term. And I know I've had people screaming this at me in comments for two weeks. Play left hand side, blah, blah, blah. He's six foot four. He's great at, at, at anticipating things and cooking out because he's got he's got te- the telescopic leg thing that, it, that Fabinho had when he first came into us. I think he's more. I, he looks. You see these players play for teams, and you go, "Oh, look, they can do this and this." Oh, I always look at a player and I go, "Jurgen Klopp will probably play them a row for a deeper." Every mm. single player we buy, unless they score twenty goals a season, is almost certainly going to play deeper in a Jurgen Klopp team. That's like a great rule of thumb for how we buy how we buy as footballers. And once you've got that covered, you've got your bare minimum bases covered for what you're doing in terms of midfield. And I think everything subsequently, and this goes back, maybe a defender as well. In fact, almost certainly a defender. And then it will depend on bids for Simicas, Matip, and Thiago. And then maybe a random outside one for Jordan Henderson, let's let's say. But the Thiago and Matip ones, I think, will be sent will be central to that because you can only you can only get rid of players if you don't if you, if someone wants to buy them. We've talked a lot about Matter being the one most likely to go. Well, there's been no talk about anyone looking to come and get him. And if you want to keep him, you keep him because he's a good he's a good footballer and, he, and he, you know he's, he's obviously a big part of the squad. The Thiago one's another one. You know, if a Saudi Arabian club comes in with a twenty million pound offer and offers to pay him half a million quid a week, then I love Thiago and I would keep him around because I think he benefits the squad. Bye-bye. Yeah, I just and and that's when I think you pull the trigger on all these other ones we've seen. Barella's name linked. We've seen a couple of other a couple of them maybe go back to Manukone or, or or whatever. That gives them a little bit more capital and whatever. But I don't at the moment. I don't think we're going to buy five players without shifting another another one on. Because as much as we're seeing the net, we're going Milner, Cater, Firmino. Um, Ramsey, Carvalho, you know, and all this, and go, well, net with, 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 there's five going out, and so far it's one in. I think as long as you're getting lads who are physically fit, you actually don't need yeah. a, to have the we same number of footballers. We needed two in Oxen-Cater to cover 
can half season. Can you imagine what it'd have been like if we, if those lads that we've all just named had an extra year on their contract? Do you imagine how, how much Saudi Arabia would pay us for? for oh, me, God, you know, yeah, or yeah. someone. Yeah. Why have we missed out on this boat here by a year? It always happens. Well. I think I I would be shocked if it's just one more. I, I'm not saying total. I'm not saying done, done, and done. I just don't. I the way Liverpool operates, I can't see them buying three midfielders and sitting. I, I, I think it's. Too, I just think it's too many because I still think we're in the same position. I think. Uh, I think they will. I think they will sign two more without selling a midfielder. You think? I don't think they'll buy a defender unless one goes. That, that's what I think. I think, and I think that's wrong. But I think that's what they'll do. I think they will sign two mids no matter what because I think they just need. I think last year, Fabinho was shite. Let's put it one way. But we did him no favours. He played more. He was crap, and he had to play more minutes than anyone. Yeah. That's just that just doesn't work. You shit, but we can we literally can't do nothing else. Make sure you're playing again, and you're playing again, and then we found someone fine who can come in and do a job, and then we played him until he broke. I think they're not stupid, and I think it would be stupid not to do it. So Chloe's exactly right. I there's all this talk about go and sign this like go and sign two and then a young player. We've already got three young players. We don't need the young player. Mm. Why are we buying a 19 year old kid? Well, there's Stefan Bacchettis. We've got one of them. And why do you need to go and buy a 20... Well, there's Harvey Elliott. You need the middle. And I think McAllister's one. I think they need two more. Because if we're going to play a box midfield, you need at least three every game. I think you probably need to get... You, you probably need eight or nine in your squad. And that's why I, I believe they're not going to buy right back. Because I think one of those... And we said, listen, there'll be a t- I've got nine years. You just can't all play. So there'll be times when one of years fills in for Trent. Whether it's Stefan Bacchettis, Henderson... They're probably the two at the moment who, who fit the bill. Because if you go in with Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, Jones, Elliot, McAllister, and then I think I think there will be two more. I don't think I've missed anyone off there. I might have done. I think that starts to make sense a little bit. But the way you get them all in minutes is by there's got to be a couple who do other jobs. So Harvey Elliott might play right wing a couple mm-hmm. of times in Europe, or you know someone goes and plays at the at right back. That's how you get their minutes in them. I think they should sign a defender. I think they should do what they did with. They've just done it with Cody Gakpo. They 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 signed Firmino's replacement before Firmino was oh, going. Yeah, yeah. Matip's going next summer. He just is. That's the that's the latest he plays for Liverpool. You can I think they could have a season where they've got five, and then they, and then it does fall away to four. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know. The the centre back thing's weird because there's oh yeah, other than half a link to Mickey Van der Ven. Haven't really, but there's been enough. Timber's been quite. Been quite a, a little bit, but that feels more like Man United. Feel mm. it, I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel like there's any. any... Would have said the same about Cody Gakpo. To be fair. yeah, it's a good point. I, I, have an on. I think they should sign a defender. I think the defender thing relies on. Does anyone want to take Joe Matip now, or does anyone or, you know does anyone fancy Joe Gomez? Which I don't think he either will. So my my guess is they'll do two more signings, and I think they'll both be midfielders. I would like them to do a third. I think going into a season where Gomez, Canate, and Matip where one of them has to play every single game, that it's given me flashbacks to Jordan Henderson and Fabinho playing centre-half yeah. because everyone's got injured. They are free lads you just can't rely on to stay fit. Yeah. I expect to get a little bit of money for that Phillips, even if it's only seven mil or whatever. Reese Williams, just get him, let him go as well. There's two... I would be looking at offers for Joel Matter, but just would because you've got Joe Gomez there, who's phone Saudi Arabia. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I'd, I'd love him. He's incredible on the ball. Um, but what Liverpool have really struggled to do is know when to get rid of players for decent money, yeah. so that they can then reinvest. And that is why we've had so many players on the fringes just go for free. Where if 
you know, we would have potentially been able to get even just 10 million here and there for Ox. That's a lot of money in terms of what we can though. then do for him. Them? Yeah, I, I understand that. No one but Saudi Arabia's came on a different, a, a really hard point here because if they were a year earlier, we'd have been sound. Um, Navi Keita would have been on the first. Yeah, point, I, I would have been <laughs> so happy about that. Um, I want... No one from Saudi Arabia was coming in for Keita <laughs> this summer. I'm sorry, it's just not true. He's twenty. He's how old? He doesn't play. That's that. You've got to. You've got to actually be. There's got to be a reason for them to go over. Hang on. A lot. How many games did that? Then Colo Kante play last season. I know. He's got a name though. Zia Charlie plays as well. Yeah. Um, I expect two more midfielders and a defender. They could have signed him for free, by happy. the way, this summer. That's true. But he's gone to a mid-table German club yeah. instead. No, I'm, I, you're right. Yeah, but no. Yeah, That's but he true. had a good. He did. He did end last season on, on a, in, a, in good form, didn't he? So his, his stock was a little higher a year ago than it was. Uh, did Kater. he? Okay, last yeah. last season, oh. the season, previous to the season we've just been okay. Um, do you think they buy the? Do you think they'll go with five centre backs? I, I think one of Matip and Gomez is going. My guess is it'll be Matip, and if they can get Matip, they get another one. That's it's, right. I, it I think depends. they need five. If they're playing three of them, I think they need five. It depends. What again? What what are they trying to do? What are they, what what are their aims? And again, this goes back to us not fully understanding the plan or know or know what's going on. I think we need more lads who can play fullback and centre half. Yeah. yeah, that's what we that's what we need. We Matip need to, goes and you and you buy a Nathan Ake or exactly, you can City exactly yeah. that. And they, these guys don't necessarily need to be fucking brilliant. Yeah. You don't need to be. A a brilliant centre half or a brilliant right back. You just need to be good, good enough in both. Nathan Ake is rubbish. He's fucking rubbish. I'm sorry, he's, he's fucking rubbish. Honestly, like he, I, 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 it baffles me that he plays for for a team that's just won the won the treble. Like, but look, when you've got does. like fucking eighty percent possession yeah. every game, your centre halves don't need to be no, that good. They don't so, do anything no, defending. No, I know exactly. What like, is the likelihood, and I'm not saying this should happen, but Joe Gamers when he first joined Liverpool did play at left back. Could he not play left centre back? Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. You know what? I mean, it's not. You know what? The problem with that is, yours. he's fucking rubbish. he's just injured a lot. He was. He was really good though. The season we won the Champions League. If we can somehow find that form, maybe with him having two other centre backs along him, it might be a little bit better. The question's um, going to be: but... Where's the line at which Jurgen Klopp goes? I'm sounds, but the rest of the Liverpool online team does not agree. <laughs> That's all it says. One more midfielder is probably or, that. One more midfielder or one more defender. You can see, you can see, it's going to be. I guarantee it'll be defender. That'll be yeah. the. I said, I said last defenders. week. I, I really think Liverpool will be in it at the end of the market as well. I think they'll be looking for some someone who's on the fringes of a squad towards the end and they'll do something opportunistic exactly. then. Yeah, that's that's my general thing on it. Change, As I say, get I box think, off what you desperately need yeah. and then sign people. I think, I think in the next three weeks we'll do two more max. Unless unless there's a, a, a an interesting bid for someone in our squad. Probably one of the names that I've that I've mentioned. I, do you think on the other twenty ones, I would like I th- I still think you could do the business. I, I would believe I reckon the under twenty one team would be open to it. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, with you, I think they'd be sound with it, especially if it's a player going to Liverpool. Excuse me. I, I think they would probably. I know, I know France. Like France, Nabil Fakir do his medical. Yeah, I. I, 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 I mean, it didn't go well, but they still. <laughs> <laughs> but they let him do it. You know, I, I, I think it's doable. Maybe we should get France, uh, the French national team to do all of our medicals because since then our medicals haven't gone particularly yeah, we haven't well. Exactly, yeah, we haven't actually been foolproof <laughs> with the injury fronts, but my get, I still think. Salam will sign this week. What? Ooh. I think it by Sunday. I but I don't know. I just, I, I don't I'm with Sting. I, I think, think I think we get to around. And, and then I think it might. And then I think it might. And then I think it might go quiet. 
And I think I think you I think you're right. And I know people won't want to hear this, and it might be there's some sort of agenda, which there isn't. But it's just you've got to always look at what Liverpool are doing and why they're doing it and what have you. And sometimes it might be because Liverpool zone is a cheapskate sign. They'll they that's why again McAllister had to be boxed because if you do, and I've my base point is I hope this doesn't happen. But if you can't get a single transfer over the line for the next three months, I think you've just about improved. The squad, you've improved your first eleven, and you've just about improved the quality of, of your squad. Just about with have, with having just him. So you want to get your you want to get your stock requirements in, so that again, if you if it, it all goes tits up, and you're in mad bidding wars and blah 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 blah. You keep Thiago, you keep Matip, you keep you keep Shimakash, but you've added the you you need two midfielders bare mm. minimum just to survive next season, I think. And then I think once that's done, I think everyone takes a big deep breath, sigh of relief. Klopp knows that when he returns to training in July, if that's all he's got, he can build for a season with that. And then if you have to add a few more down the line, fine. I don't think that's ideal. And I don't think this is what they'll want. I think they'll want to have everything in place by, what, the end of the first week of July? Do you think, Paul, like, the, the, the players we're targeting, they're not players who I think you're going to have to battle for. And that, that can be taken one of two ways. It could be Liverpool are skint and they can't afford to, which that might be it. It might also be... They they need to know pretty soon. It's like the Bellingham thing. We know there's a million reasons why they put. It. He might he might have just want to play for Madrid. It might have been money. One of the, another reason cited was we were never sure that he wanted to come here. And I do think Liverpool want sure things because they don't want to be left doing that. Yeah. Like I would love Liverpool to be in for Casado and, and in for Declan Rice and stuff. And I, I really wish they were. It's probably money, but I do also think there's a thing where they're saying, what like. We don't want to get to the end of August, and then we're left fucking Arthur Mello yeah, in it. Yeah. They want to, they, you know, what I mean, we, we we would like to know if, if we if we can get a deal I done yeah. because with too many they got bitten, and it fucking bit them in the arse big time. Yeah. And I do think Jürgen's gone. I, I, see, I, I think that's why I do believe people signed two more midfielders. I think he knows how important it is. And but the ones you were going for, like with all, like I know Newcastle have just been linked with Taram. There wasn't much around Manu Kone really. The Vegas stuff, yeah, but I don't even know how much is in that. So it, it feels like Liverpool have got specific... Manu links were like Brighton and Villa. Yeah, I, I, I think Liverpool kind of know. Go and get him, get him in, because, hey, I do I do think it's finances, but I also think it's a case of we can't fuck about here. We don't want to be left, you know, Arthur Mello on it on loan again. We, yeah. we, we just can't. We need we need to know who we can get. So I do wonder if there's been, a, like, by, by all accounts, they've been Tafel McAllister up for fucking six months. Yeah. Like, they've been doing the homework on these lads and knowing. And be, that's why they probably pushed the button on because they knew. Yeah. And I think that's what probably why, what they're doing with the The core of the well. squad needs to be in by the 11th of July when, yeah. the, when the internationals return to pre-season training. That's when the core of the people, that's when the first teamers that Jürgen wants to buy will be through the door. And you've got that's to remember... Dead, that's a hard deadline. Yeah, and there's just when you and if you're relying on sales, which I don't think Liverpool are relying on sales for the finances. I don't think there's anyone there that's going to make a significant difference to the budget. Like Even 20 million would be helpful, but it's not going to be... I don't think it's going to be make or break between what Liverpool do or, or don't do. It is just about who you're carrying in your squad and how many footballers you've got and, and what that means to the, the, the squad harmony and balance. And he's very carefully... Liverpool have got they know how many footballers they want to work with on a year on a year to year basis and that will be a huge part of it which is really boring but that's how they'll that's how they operate and then you're waiting on other things because some clubs don't want to do their business early some clubs want to hang out and wait and see what what moves and what develops and what you can you can you can get hold of you know because to the point Thiago might just become available for 15 million quid and there might be a bunch of football clubs who will absolutely bite your hand off 
for that. But Liverpool are not going to make him available for transfer at fifteen million pounds. They're just not. That'd be stupid because you, he's a brilliant footballer. You'd keep him all day long. Same with Matip. You'd let Matip, but you would let. I know people don't like us leaving, letting people play, players leave on a free or whatever. But you you're better off having a footballer for a year than buying someone who's who's you're unsure of in the in 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 the short terms. But it's it's mad. It is also mid. But it's actually, it's late mid June. <laughs> um, we're in towards the back end. Yeah, we've got what eleven I'd, days uh, more after June. I'd really appreciate if Liverpool were able to get Taram done and the centre back done before pre-season starts again, and then it's your luxury with the third centre mid, which I think we need three centre mids. But Liverpool can look at it as a luxury and see what's going on because Ryan Gravenberch. Hasn't really gave the green light. He's still spoke about, you know... He's not even spoken to Tuchel yet, has he? And exactly. That's, that, so that, that's not moving until he's spoken to Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. Yes. All his so, comments are, I just want to play footy. Yeah. So Bayern yeah. are going to play me, I'll stay in if they're not, I want to go. Exactly. Which, there's a lot of these things. Like I think this week that we've just had, obviously, and even now, the international footy has played a part in it. Like Declan Rice isn't going anywhere because he's playing for England. Yeah. I think this is. I think this week and next week, we're, we're going to see a lot of movements around... All of Europe, I think a lot of you know. I think Arsenal might sign Declan Rice and Casado might go. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces. I think it's about to ramp up. We had the early bits of it. Not many teams actually signed anyone over the other than us and like half of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> there's, there's been a break, and now I think it, I think it is about to ramp up. So by Munich, for example, Gavin Bates is going nowhere now. But if they go and buy the players that all be that you know if they've got yeah, Declan Rice, right, yeah. they're linked with they're linked and the one with Carl Walk, they're linked with their players. Then someone else frees up. I think is, there's a lot of dominoes that need to fall. Is international footy over? For all the big teams like the Nations League, there's a few more, like a couple of days. So it's just like qualifiers and that's really it. Okay, I always hear North North Macedonia, but I never hear of South Macedonia or East Orkney. There was, is there a South Macedonia and is their football team just nowhere near as good as the Northerners? I'm guessing this is very political and I don't know the right answer, so I'm going to ignore it. The great example was the Serbia and Montenegro team in like World Cup 2006. And they were like, and this is the last tournament that Serbia and Montenegro will, will compete as a unified team. The only Montenegrin player in the team is the goalkeeper. And he was like 34 years old or whatever. He must have gone, that's my last chance of playing in a major tournament. That, I, I, the politics of that part of the world, I am very yeah, staying away from. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, you let's, say let's, that part of the world and I'm wondering what part the world it is because I have no no idea where Macedonia is. I am going to ask everyone in the room to to get to predict for me who you think Liverpool's next two signings will be. But before we do, we've got one at last very quick break. Hey everyone, before we crack on with the show, I'm going to let you know what this month's prize giveaway is. It is this in celebration of our Bobby Firmino Best in the World three-part documentary series coming out in June. We've got this. It's an Adam Lallana signed 1819 home shirt. He was one of the great contributors towards that documentary. He signed it and we're going to give it away to a club legend this month. If you're a club legend, your name goes in automatically. If you're a club captain, upgrade today to be in that prize draw. Careful. Hey, uh, yes, uh, plenty of stuff happening around. Roberto Firmino, best in the world. The incredible three-part documentary series coming out this Friday. Uh, first part on YouTube, and then you'll be able to get episode two straight away over on RedmanPlus.com. Get it! If you join us, Club Legend, get, potentially get that Adam Alana Sanchez. I love that. As, I've got a smiley face on. Just, yeah. That just shows how cool yeah. and nice a man he is. Yeah. Um, smiley face autograph. Steve Hall, who will be Liverpool's next two signings? To Ram... Fuck, uh, Gravenberg. Oh, okay. 
it's sad, but I, I, Taram is the only one that I can think of in terms of like a centre back. We just haven't been linked with anyone, so I will go with Taram. And I'd love Gambit, but something tells me we're not going to get him. So Kone, even though it looks like we don't care for them. Taram plus one. Sorry. <laughs> I can't think of like who really? else are we linked with. That's yeah. like I think they want Gavin Bates, and I think Bayern Munich are going to go big on someone, and then he'll be he'll be the one who's allowed to go. Well, they've not let Kimmich go because Kimmich there was someone inquired to Kimmich. Goretzka and like, was linked to that stuff, and then they were in for Rice. Um, that feels like he's going to go to Arsenal. I think they're going to sign him a field, and then they'll say to him right now, nah, you can go. All right, I'll I'll slightly less it on the fence and go Taram and a seventeen-year-old kid. <laughs> And then everyone loses their head. Why are we signing 17 year olds? Taram and Quanta back on loan. Um, who I do think will take the Nat Phillips. Any sense at all about? You want to yeah. come and play? I will, I will say Taram and I will put. I will say Timber for the sake of arguments in terms of a, def- oh. a defender. Yeah, I think we'll say. I think that's what we need. I think if we're being smart, get you get one more midfielder and get a defender box and just see how the market develops for a few weeks and see yeah. what see what becomes available and see what, what interest there is in your players. That's what I'd be doing. Um, okay, we're going to be doing the Biased uh, Transfer Show uh, immediately after this on redmenplus.com. We've got a boss one. We're going to be looking at the uh, work done. Oh, I've not seen this in, in transfer. It's a thing, isn't it? Look at that. It's nowhere near as funny as the other one. Um, the We are going to be looking at the latest from all the top Premier League clubs and having a little laugh at Everton as well, of course. Uh, will Mount and Kane be what turns Man United back into contenders? What the fuck are Chelsea doing? Uh, and Aston Villa looking like a very, very solid prospect indeed. Uh, yeah, come and join us for some heavily Liverpool-biased chat around the transfers of other football teams. Always good. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. And the main talk talking point is the fact that Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabian club are paying £47 million for Ruben Neves. What? Mental. What? Um, cool. Join us for there uh, over on RedmanPlus.com. If you sign up now, you get the Bobby Firmino documentary. So perfect time, really, other than that. Uh... What do the YouTube members get this week? YouTube. They get the Neil Jones show, don't they? Now? Chris has adamantly switched it. So if you're a YouTube <laughs> member at Tier 2 and 3, uh, you can get the Transfer Insight with Neil Jones as your bonus show as a YouTube member as well. So, yeah, very good indeed. What were you, what, what did you talk about? Eze, Taram, Carvalho, Trent. And I think, yeah. I've, I've listened to about half the show now. It was really good. It was, it was really good. Good, good, good and I can, I can confirm that he did talk about all of those things. And He's lastly, uh, Chloe did her first Twitch stream last week. Oh, yeah. The Twitch channel is up and running. How'd that go? It was all right. As soon as someone decided to upload to Dropbox, it all went to death. But uh, we've well, sorted it. We're getting it. It was brilliant, and you should come and join us on Twitch. Everyone <laughs> will be joining us. Uh, we did sign Jude Bellingham, and then he was announced as a Real Madrid player five minutes later. <laughs> but we just ignore that part. Uh, no, it was good. Some good chat. Talk about the football. Um, and watched me absolutely sweat in a box of a room uh, trying to play Korean mid. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv forward slash the Redmen TV. Go and get a subbed over there as well. Right, cool. That's it. Come and check us out on other shows. Other than that, have a boss week. The originals will return next Monday. Right, we are counting down the days to episode one of Bobby Firmino, Best in the World, our new three-part documentary series. It is the 23rd of June. It is being released. And if you sign... 
Sign up right now on redmenplus.com as a club legend yearly subscriber. As an extra bonus, we're going to send you two codes to get two free pieces of Bobby Firmino celebratory merch. Get a mug, get a tea, get happy with Bobby Firmino, best in the world this summer on redmenplus.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.